Welcome to the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast, a free resource for gymnast parents and coaches to learn to fuel the gymnast for optimal performance and longevity in the sport. I'm your host, Christina Anderson, and I'm a pediatric and adolescent registered dietitian, sports nutritionist, a former gymnast, a current nationally rated gymnastics judge, and a wife plus dog mom. I help gymnasts and their parents learn to fuel without the stress or overwhelm so that they can reach their big goals and dreams both in and out of the sport. We want to help parents take a proactive approach to nutrition, and to do so, this podcast is all about hashtag real talk, where we tackle tough subjects about nutrition, body image, and more in the sport of gymnastics. All right, let's dive in. You're listening to episode 22 of the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast. Hello and welcome back. It's Christine Anderson, the Gymnast Nutritionist, and today we're going to chat all things fueling the gymnast to beat mental blocks and competition nerves. So I want to start this episode with a big disclaimer that nutrition cannot fix, you know, 100% of all mental blocks or mental health struggles. But at the same time, nutrition does play an integral role in brain function. So that's specifically what I want to talk to you about today. Um, We asked parents a while back what their gymnast's biggest challenge was on competition day. And overwhelmingly, they responded that nerves seem to make their gymnasts compete differently than in practice. So a lot of gymnasts struggle to eat the day of a competition due to nerves. Um, A lot of gymnasts just struggle with mental blocks in general, which then makes it difficult for them to execute their skills and their routines. Um, And some of this comes from being underfueled. And essentially when the brain doesn't have enough nutrition, it can't fully regulate mood and emotions or fully engage in just the higher order technical thinking that's required by a sport like gymnastics. Parents will also report that their gymnasts often seem too tired to utilize any of the mental training they've done because they haven't fueled properly. And that's something that I hear all the time from the therapists and psychologists that I work with. Um, They will often refer gymnasts to me that they can already tell aren't fueling properly, aren't sleeping enough. um, And they're just having trouble engaging not only in like therapy sessions, but also trying to utilize those strategies outside of the sessions. So there is a big connection between nutrition and brain function. And a lot of gymnasts are not aware of this connection, whether it's just kind of day in day out training or on day of competition. Um, A lot of gymnasts, you know, may fuel okay during normal training days, which to be honest, most are underfueled. But then when it comes to competition day, they often let nerves get the best of them and just decide, well, you know, it's only a me. It's not as long as training. Like it's fine if I don't eat. But the reality is that it's not fine. And if you go into whether it's a practice or a competition underfueled, your gymnast is not going to be able to perform at their highest level. So the first step to battling whether it's competition nerves or working through mental blocks is certainly starting with nutrition. And if we think about the brain, it is an organ in the body that uses a massive amount of energy or calories. Um, The brain uses about 17% of your daily calorie needs just to function, which could easily be four to 500 plus calories a day for a high level gymnast. Outside of that, the brain uses a minimum of 130 grams per day of carbohydrate in the form of glucose um, as its main fuel source. And glucose is the most basic building block of carbohydrate. All carbohydrates except for fiber break down into glucose, fructose, or galactose. Um, this is one reason why I say that you know all carbs break down into sugar. And while yes, there are of course nutritional differences between 
different types of carbohydrates like whole grains versus more processed grains or fruits and veggies versus sugars. At the end of the day, they still all break down into carbs, which can be utilized not just by the brain, but every cell in the body. So when we look at gymnasts who are under fuel, right, or more specifically have um, red S or relative energy deficiency in sport, we will often see them struggle um, with brain function. And that's because when the brain doesn't have adequate carbohydrate available to it, we'll sometimes see something called neuroglycopenia occur. And this is a term that refers to a shortage of glucose in the brain, which results in an alteration of neuronal function. And this is one of the most common causes um, is inadequate nutrition. And so when gymnasts are underfueled, they can have symptoms such as sudden mood or behavior changes. They may have fatigue, nausea, headaches, shakiness, dizziness. Um, this is why a lot of my parents of younger gymnasts, they will see their gymnasts kind of develop an attitude towards the end of training or just be disproportionately moody or irritable um, at the end of a long training. And it's not that they've just suddenly become uncoachable or have an attitude problem, it's often from this neuroglycopenia. It's their brain not getting enough glucose to regulate mood and emotions amidst all this physical exertion. So this is just one reason why not only adequate overall nutrition is so crucial, but adequate performance nutrition. And that is the strategic usage of nutrition you know, in and around training to level up performance and focus, right? Like it's not just about strength and power and kind of bodily performance, but it's, you know, gymnastics is very much a mental sport as well. So we want to give our gymnasts every, you know, tool in their toolbox possible to help them succeed. And when we see a gymnast that is underfueled, we could see this lack of emotional regulation, which certainly could contribute to them having more nerves to being more anxious. Um, but we also could see things such as prolonged fatigue, sleep disturbance, worsened anxiety, depression, other mental health issues like obsessive compulsive disorder. And again, this just all goes back to the brain not having enough nutrition. And if you think about this from kind of an evolutionary perspective, right? Like think about the cavemen, you know, in the cave and they're starving because there's not, you know, a regular food supply. And even when it comes to sleeping, you know, like these cavemen are going to sleep with kind of one eye open, like waiting for the animal to walk by the cave so that they can kill it and get some food, right? It's, it's very different than our food environment today. But at the same time, if a gymnast is under fueled, the brain and the body don't know the difference. Um, and that's something that I will often see in gymnasts who are not just under fueled, whether it's, you know, unintentional under fueling, like they just don't know they're not eating enough, or it is intentional restriction from disordered eating. Um, they will have a difficult time engaging in therapy engaging in nutrition counseling when they are underfueled and they will also have you know more rigidity, more fear, more stress and more anxiety. So again, it's not like there's some right magical combination of nutrition that will get rid of all your gymnast nerves and mental blocks and mental health issues like that's not how it works. But nutrition really is the foundation of everything we do, not just from a physical perspective but mental as well. And then sometimes during competition, we'll see gymnasts not want to eat. It's, it's not that they um, are ignorant of the fact that they know they need to fuel their body, but they may experience something called nervous stomach, right? Where they literally feel the butterflies in their stomach. They may feel nauseous. They may have to run to the bathroom. They may um, even vomit. And these are real um, symptoms. So the enteric nervous system, it's the second largest nervous system in the body and those nerves innervate the stomach. So there really is this direct connection 
between the gut and the brain, which is why when we're nervous or anxious or feel butterflies or you know feel like our, our stomach turns when you get bad news or something like that, um, you 100% could all of a sudden lose your appetite or feel nauseous. From an, a competitive gymnast perspective, the good news is that the gut is trainable to be able to accept normal amounts of food and fluid during training competition. Um, it just takes practice. So sometimes it's just practicing. It's making sure we have the right kinds of foods that will, you know, digest easily and not cause, um, you know, poor transit or early satiety. And then we also can implement other strategies like box breathing or other therapeutic skills taught by licensed mental health providers um, that can work in tandem with these nutritional strategies to overcome barriers to proper fueling. And for me, I want to see a properly fueled gymnast be able to utilize both her mental training and her nutrition strategies to fight back when the competition nerves set in. And, and a big reason for even talking about this is because one of the main purposes of sports nutrition is to reduce fatigue, which is often the barrier to optimal performance. So fatigue could be defined as kind of this acute impairment of exercise performance that leads to an inability to produce maximal force. This fatigue could be something that is perceived, i.e. a skill or routine is, you know, all of a sudden feels more difficult than normal, which often happens toward the end of a long workout or a long week of practices, um, or, or also could result in inadequate force or power to perform the desired movement, i.e., gymnast can't get her legs to run fast enough down the vault runway. Athletes who can tap into the power of nutrition to lessen this acute fatigue will be able to outperform and outpractice their competition. And this is how gymnasts can get that edge, which can really separate them from the good to the best. So again, it's not just about feeding our gymnasts healthy foods, right? As you've heard me say, there's nothing wrong with that, but these are high-level athletes and we want to use nutrition as another tool in our toolbox to help them perform better, to reach their goals and dreams, to repair and recover more fully and faster and just overall feel better in their bodies. So one of the first things we have to start with when we're looking at, you know, trying to fuel the gymnast, especially, you know, from a brain power perspective, is we really do need to start strong and we need to start with breakfast. And there's a lot of research studies that have shown that children who consume consume breakfast before engaging in cognitive performance tasks like mathematics problems, they will perform better than those who are still fasting from overnight. They haven't had breakfast. So not only could a gymnast perform better in school, but by starting the day strong and getting adequate regular nutrition throughout the day, this is going to translate to better performance during long workouts. Um, you know, it's, it's often only the gymnasts who train in the morning that are used to having to eat before morning competitions but when competition season rolls around, it doesn't really matter what level your gymnast is. I would say probably at least once your gymnast will find themselves competing in the morning. And so if they don't regularly eat breakfast, they're going to have a hard time at training. Um, I worked with a level eight gymnast a couple years ago that normally trained in the afternoon. So maybe four to 8 PM. And it was one of her first level eight meets of the year, which is obviously uh, a big deal. It's kind of the first time we're flipping a vault. Um, and I remember talking with her mom after that first competition and the mom's like, yeah, when I talked to the coach, you know, he said it literally looked like she was running through quicksand down the vault runway. Like she just had such a hard time. And when we kind of went back and talked about what she had to eat that day before this eight o'clock meet, sure enough, it was not adequate at all. And they, they were just totally caught by surprise. Um, mom just kind of assumed that she would eat something, but she didn't, she was too nervous and they saw a huge 
decrease in her performance. So it's not just about eating breakfast, eat breakfast. It's it's making sure that we're starting the day strong and we are also supporting ongoing repair and recovery. Something that a lot of gymnasts don't think about is whatever you have, you know, after practice in the evenings or dinner or bedtime snack, that nutrition is only going to last so many hours with you throughout the evening. And during sleep is a major time for the body to repair and recover, to engage in learning for hormones to be produced. And so if you don't start the day with breakfast, like literally breaking the fast, you are depriving your body of hours of recovery that it could be doing if you had given it nutrition to restart that repair and recovery process. And when we think about gymnasts who are training 20 to 30 hours a week, they go straight from school to gym, they get home, they shower, they go to bed, they get up, they do it all over again, making sure that we have fuel as the body needs it is such an important way to keep them out of that, you know, what I call the recovery gap where so many gymnasts, you know, throughout season or even throughout the off season, they just dig themselves in a deeper and deeper and deeper hole of poor recovery because they're lagging in their nutrition. Another kind of aspect or benefit of eating breakfast is we actually will see that athletes have a better body composition. So, you know, they're leaner, they have better muscle mass, they have better bone density if they eat more food evenly distributed throughout the day versus, you know, skipping breakfast, picking at lunch, and then eating the majority of their nutrition later in the day. Um, This is something called within day energy balance. And so even if you can't, you know, convince your gymnast to eat breakfast from a cognitive and performance perspective, uh, if we're going to be honest, a lot of gymnasts care about what they look like and their aesthetic. So maybe we can use that to get some buy-in, you know, look, like, I know you're tired. I know you don't want to wake up, but here you are worried about your body and you're literally doing something that's going to cause you to struggle even more. And by eating breakfast and by eating more regular nutrition throughout the day, you're signaling to the brain and your thyroid and your hormones and your metabolism that, you know, this is a well-oiled machine. It can use fuel as it needs to. There's no need to save and to store. So beyond just eating breakfast and certainly getting regular adequate meals throughout the day, um, we also need to pay particular attention to just what we call carbohydrate availability. And there are numerous studies that have shown the benefits of consuming carbohydrate during exercise to not just prolong performance and decrease perceived exertion, um, but we're also seeing like cognitive performance improvements from adequate carbohydrate. Um, Gymnasts who utilize carbohydrates to fuel their efforts during long workouts will reap the benefits. They won't be fatigued as quickly. They'll be able to push harder. They'll have more gas in the tank by the end of training. They'll help their body to recover faster. And while I'm definitely an advocate of using carbohydrate during, you know, three, three and a half to four plus hour training, I also will ask my high level gymnast to use it during competition, right? And there is a big difference between like a level three, four competition versus a level 10. And I mean, all competitions are different than normal training, right? Like even a level 10 competition, it's not like they're working out the whole four hours, but it may take three or four hours just with, um, you know, the schedule and the rotations and all the time warmups and touches and so on and so forth. Um, so I'll often ask my gymnast to still use some amount of carbohydrate during competitions, especially just knowing that they probably are nervous. They probably didn't eat as much as normal. Um, so we are trying to really leverage the power of nutrition to help them where we can. Um, and I'll tell you last year, I got to watch, 
um, gymnasts in person at nationals. And it, it was very clear, you know, which gymnasts had fueled properly before and which had not. Um, you would kind of watch them two to three events in just start to tank. You know, they're, they're falling on their tumbling passes. They're landing short on their vaults. They're jamming their ankles. Um, just, just not good, especially for what should be their biggest performance of the year. So outside of just regular adequate nutrition and utilizing performance nutrition, specifically adequate carbohydrate, um, I often get asked the question, you know, are there specific foods that gymnasts should be consuming to boost their brain function? And whether that's for someone struggling with a mental block or a mental health issue, or maybe they're coming back from a concussion, um, here's the deal. You know, first and foremost, adequate fuel is the most important thing. Like nothing else matters from a nutrition perspective, if you're not getting enough nutrition day in, day out to support what your body is trying to do. And unfortunately, most gymnasts and parents approach this totally um, backwards, right? Like we spend all of our time and money on supplements when we're not really addressing the big rocks of nutrition, which is adequate, consistent nutrition, the right protein at the right time, carbohydrate availability, layering on a performance nutrition strategy, all things that we teach um, in our programs. So once all those big rocks are taken care of, then absolutely we can look at specific vitamins or minerals or antioxidants that the research shows could help boost brain function. Um, so I wanted to talk through a couple of those with you. So um, the first one is iron. So iron is crucial for brain function. Um, insufficient iron can certainly cause fatigue, could cause some brain fog. Um, these are symptoms I often see in my gymnasts who are either iron deficient or it's even progressed to iron deficiency anemia. And this is why I recommend for all high-level gymnasts that they have a full iron panel checked with a ferritin at least twice yearly. Um, there certainly are sources of food in our diet that have a lot of iron in them, like red meat. Um, but at the same time, I heard the other day that you have to consume like 140,000 calories of red meat to replete your iron stores if you're low. So while foods like red meat or plant foods like spinach and beans can help contribute towards just your daily iron requirements, um, it certainly may not be enough. And if you want to hear more on this subject, go back and listen to episode eight, all about the connection of nutrition and endurance. Another nutrient that is very important for brain function is vitamin D. Uh, most people know vitamin D for its role in skeletal health and bone metabolism, but it also plays an important role in brain function and especially like regulating um, genes, you know, in our, in our brains that kind of turn things on and off. Um, low vitamin D levels can be related to increased levels of anxiety and depression, along with fatigue, lethargy, and just kind of general malaise. Um, so it's important again, to also check this lab. My kind of tagline for gymnasts and parents is test. Don't guess, you know, supplements are not totally innocuous. You can't just randomly supplement with all of them and think that nothing bad's going to happen to you. Um, no, they're not quite the same as like prescription medications, but you still can have too much. If you get too much of one thing, it can throw off the balance of another thing. Um, too much can be toxic. Like it's very important to make sure that we are doing our due diligence and checking labs and then supplementing appropriately, which is what a sports dietitian can help you with. Protein is another very important nutrient for the brain. Um, it plays a very important role in just overall repair and recovery. Um, and what most people don't know is the brain is actually 60% fat. So I would be remiss with skipping over the fact that fat as a nutrient is also very important for brain function. 
Um, creatine is a supplement that is often viewed as kind of a, a teenage male, like bodybuilder, you know, male athlete supplement, but this is actually a legal and effective ergogenic or energizing aid that can not just help with repair and recovery, but can also help with brain function, can help with brain recovery post-concussion. Um, and I also saw a study the other day saying that people who supplement with creatine prior to concussion, um, it actually helped their recovery. So again, it's it's something that probably could use more research, um, but it can be safe when it's dosed appropriately. It's definitely something I would work on with a registered dietitian, sports nutritionist, if you're interested in utilizing that, especially for your adolescent gymnast. A couple more nutrients that I want to highlight. So the omega-3s, which you've probably heard of, these are really special fatty acids that play an important role in managing inflammation. And at the same time, they also play a really important role in brain health, specifically um, DHA or docosahexaenoic acid. Choline is a nutrient that is crucial for brain development, and it's actually only found in egg yolks or really small amounts in nutritional yeast. So this is a big reason why I'm always encouraging gymnasts to eat the whole egg. Like, come on, it is the 21st century. There is no reason that we should be eating only egg whites because not only is fat good for us, um, but the yolk has choline, which is really important. On that note of eggs, um, we also know from recent research that there's a better muscle building and muscle recovery response to the whole egg versus just egg white. So again, you're getting the choline for your brain. You're getting a better muscle protein synthesis response from the whole egg. Please eat the whole egg. And the last thing I want to touch on is um, just a, a group of vitamins, what we call the B vitamins. So things like B2, B5, B12. Um, these are often referred to as the energy vitamins, which people take that literally and think, oh, if I just give my gym a B complex or give her B12, she'll have more energy but that's not how it works. These vitamins are called the energy vitamins because they are involved in carbohydrate metabolism in the body. So again, it really goes back to, we have to have adequate fuel in the first place, adequate carbohydrate availability. Um, and then I would only supplement B vitamins if there was a very specific reason to like say a gymnast is vegan or vegetarian, and we know they're not getting enough B12, or, um, there are actually some headache and migraine prophylactic protocols for people who maybe have post-concussion syndrome where we used um, strategic amounts of the B vitamins to help out in that way. Uh, but again, that's something that I would definitely do monitored by a healthcare professional. So in summary, hopefully you are seeing the connection between nutrition and brain power. And again, while nutrition can't fix everything, it can only enhance what you're doing both in and out of the gym in terms of therapies and training and mental coaching and all of the things. Um, we're going to do a separate episode on all things nutrition in the role of brain injury, specifically concussion. Um, this is actually something that is uh, very close to home for me. I haven't talked about this a lot, but I actually um, was in a really bad car wreck back in June of 2020 and ended up with a concussion that it took us months and months and months to really get the right treatment team, get the right treatments in place. Um, to help with kind of all the post-concussion syndrome. So, you know, obviously being a, a healthcare professional and a registered dietitian, you know, immediately I started to implement some of the proven strategies that are found in the research and in the literature. Um, but at the same time, you know, you can't always play doctor on yourself. So um, that'll be a really exciting episode coming up. Um, I probably will have 
an expert um, with me who I actually reached out to a couple months into my journey after just kind of hitting the wall with with providers and feeling frustrated and not getting better, not getting answers. Um, and I reached out to this um, sports medicine physician who is a concussion expert and also a gymnastics mom. Um, and she really was a, a game changer for my own recovery, just helping to point me in the right direction. So stay tuned for that episode. It's going to be a good one. Um, and I really hope you take some of this to heart. You know, we are right now in the middle of November. A lot of gymnasts are already starting to compete. We've got in-house meets, we've got mock meets, we've got sanctioned competitions coming up and, you know, everyone trains, everyone conditions, everyone does all the things, but who is really using nutrition to separate themselves from their competition. And it's not just about fueling the body, but it's fueling the brain. So if you want to learn more, um, I would love for you to check out our um, VIP program for level five, six through 10 gymnasts. Um, we are currently enrolling. And in this three month program, we teach you everything you need to know about fueling the gymnast, not just for optimal performance, but longevity in the sport. And I can tell you the feedback from parents has been phenomenal, even within just one to two weeks of starting the program and our live group sessions that happen every other week. Um, they're able to implement these strategies and help their gymnasts to feel better in the gym, to have more energy, to make more progress in their skills. Um, and that right there is is worth all of the investment plus some. So um, don't hesitate to reach out. You'll find all sorts of info about today's episode in the show notes. Feel free to send me an email, shoot me a message on Instagram, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast sponsored by the Balanced Gymnast Method course. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss out on any episodes. You can find any links that we mentioned in the show notes of the episode and also how you can work with us. If you're looking to learn to fuel your gymnast for optimal performance without the stress or overwhelm, feel free to email us. If you have any questions, you can reach us at support at christinaandersonrdn.com, share what's going on and we'll get back to you. Or you can learn more about our programs by going to our website, christinaandersonrdn.com slash work with us. Bye for now.